Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. This is Misty Jane, and you're listening to Backroom Beauty Talks, a real, raw, and unedited podcast that helps uplift the hair industry one stylist at a time. We're just going to get right into it today because I'm extremely excited about this episode. Today, me and my very good friend, Jordan Jones, Jordan Paints Hair on Instagram, are going to have a little conversation. Who is Jordan? She is a stylist in Dallas, Texas. She specializes in modern hair color. She is an educator, and she is a badass when it comes to branding. If you don't already follow her on Instagram, I highly recommend it. I'll say it again. Jordan Paints Hair, jordan.paints.hair on Instagram. And she's going to give you all the formulas. She has amazing visuals. Um, If you follow her in her stories, she is constantly showing you step-by-steps on how she does some of the most beautiful hair I personally have ever seen. So hop on over to Instagram and check her out, and I hope you enjoy this conversation today. If it's something that you like, please don't forget to share it, screenshot it, send it to a friend. Um, If you do post it on Instagram or Facebook, go ahead and tag me. And in this particular episode, be sure to tag Jordan and we will be sure to share it. Thanks again. Hi, Jordan. So today we are talking to Jordan Paints Hair. Um, She's my friend. Hi, Jordan. How are you doing? Hi, your friend. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm my friend. I'm doing all right. So let's just get right into it. Um, I just want to have a little conversation with you today. Um, okay. Start telling me a little bit about your journey as far as um, in the hair world. How'd you get started? Oh, okay. So I'm not one of those people that this always cracks me up, and I'm sure it's true for some people, but I also get slightly annoyed, to be honest with you. But I'm not one of those people that's like, I've known since I was two years old <laughs> that I was supposed, I've been doing hair since I was six in my grandmother's salon. Like it's nothing like that. Um, I've always been into hair, always been into makeup uh, for as long as I can remember, like always hair, always makeup. Um, I started doing updos in my bathroom for like 40 bucks a pop in high school, ah. like for homecoming and stuff like that. Um, and and yeah, then I would do friends. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, knowing me then too I was probably like don't worry about it like just so excited that it turned out okay that I'm like yeah you know actually we're fine don't pay me you know? <laughs> right. um but my mom saw um a stylist 
this awesome gay man named Randy. He was so fab. And she did box dye for a long time. And then she got to a point where she was sending, seeing Randy. And that was when, you know, you got like three colors in your hair, like a blonde, a brown, maybe like a red, you know, like just very 90s. (laughs) Um, And my mom just loved Randy. And she said the best thing, she was the one that was like, you should, you'd probably be really good at hair. Like you're into, you know, clothes and makeup. And um, she was like, and the best thing is Randy's always on fucking vacation. Like I swear every time I try to make an appointment, he's on vacation. So she was just like, this is obviously a flexible job that I think you'd be good at. Um, so my senior year, I was like, as soon as I decided, you know, I was going to go to hair school, I like dropped out at NHS. I was doing dual credit college courses. I was like, I don't need none of this no more. Um, and then I went to hair school. I almost didn't because all of my friends were going off to colleges to be nurses and for business. And, you know, I, here I was, I was just going to stay home. So actually I liked a boy who told me that I shouldn't do hair. Mm-hmm. I'm sure because he gets his hair done at like a fantastic Sam's or something. So, you know, senior in high school, I remember him being like, and we weren't even dating. And I was so like hung up on what he said, but he was just like, you shouldn't do that, you know? Right. And I think. Didn't think any money was in it or. Yeah. Whatever reason. And I actually saw him a few years ago and not that money matters, but I remember being like, oh my God, in my head, I make so much more money than you. Like, it's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like with your college degree, which I would never say that because that's really crappy, but I thought that in my head for sure. Um, well, don't you feel like so a lot yeah, of stylists start for that reason? Like they start because they didn't necessarily like school. Like I know I started because I didn't know, like, I feel like I'd just be working in restaurants if I didn't get my cosmetology license. Like I didn't like for school. Sure. I knew I wasn't going to college. Like I, and I wanted a flexible schedule and something that made money, which at the time when I started, didn't think. I would make as much as you can actually make in this business, but you know, no, absolutely. (laughs) I completely agree with that. But that's also what makes me kind of sad because I feel like that's why, you know, you hear the term beauty school dropout. Like if you don't know what to do, well, why don't you go do hair? Like it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be like bubbles and drinks and everybody loves their hair and doing hair is so hard, right? Like in every aspect, like from, customer service, dealing with people, you know, act, the actual art of doing hair. It's just, it's a lot. And so I think a lot of people that aren't really passionate about it get, um, get deterred and then, you know, is right. deterred a word? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I use it often. <laughs> is it my country accent deterred? Um, but, but yeah, so I, I completely agree with that, but I did, I went to a uh, community college for six months just because, and then I was like, this fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> what did you go for? Uh, it was community college. So I was just doing basics. Like I already had some under my belt when I graduated high school. Um, this, this is going to sound crazy, but I wanted to either do hair or be a gynecologist. Like I was really, what? wait, really? Cute. Yes. <laughs> Not that I don't know that I could have ever made it like discipline wise, like through school, but no, I, I was just ask so, why were those your two options? <laughs> So, because hair, because hair, duh, right? Yeah. Clothes, yeah. Hair, makeup, all the good stuff. Um, but I 
love my gynecologist, Dr. Angel. And she was so always like so nice and so sweet. And, um, she, I don't know, like I was really, really amazed. I still am about the, the woman's reproductive system. Like so you everything essentially about it. have always wanted to take care of women. Essentially. OMG. I never realized that, but absolutely. Essentially. That's been my story. I had no idea. Yep. And then think about what you're doing now, which we'll get into in a little bit, but it kind of all ties into yeah. it. Yeah. Think about it. There you go. That's your yeah. therapy. Just, you can vent me. Hey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, you specialize in modern color techniques, right? Yes. Yes. What does that mean? And how did you get to that point? How did you know what your jam was? So for me, modern color techniques aren't just looks. They're not rooted. They're not balayage necessarily. Like to me, doing modern color, which I'm not that this is new, but what I guess I want to be the new norm for hair colorist is to be super in tune and super creative. Not that you're going to show up to work every day and be like, Oh my God, I'm Picasso. Like right. <laughs> crazy shit happen. Right. But more just like, and I'll tell you a little bit about my story. Why? But for me, I think that if you are doing good hair, then you have happy clients, mm -hmm. which is good energy, which is going to make you happy because they feel happy. And in the long run, give you a happy, healthy career because what we do is so hard. Yeah. And to be able to do this for a long time and be successful and have a fruitful business, I feel like the key is making sure that you're happy behind the chair. And so that kind of takes me back to um, how I kind of, I guess, niche down to what I, what I do now. Um, I've been doing hair almost 10 years, which is just crazy to say, because really <laughs> not till like, it's been the past five, six years that it's really been like, I've been really into it for right. a long time. I was like, I suck. I couldn't cut hair. I, everything I did color wise was just meh, you know, you were um, still building your confidence. Sure. And, um, fast forward, you know, four years ago, I'm working 70, 80 hour weeks. The lady that owned the salon that I worked at, I was renting from her and I've known her my whole hair life. Like I always say, she's the sister I never asked for. She's from Honduras and she's fucking crazy. And I adore <laughs> her and we are complete opposites with how we work. Right. But growing up in the hair world and her being my person, she always took care of me. I worked like she worked. She's right. from a third world country. This woman right. is working. And so right. I'm just a worker bee. I'm right alongside her. And I kind of found my identity with working hard and hustling, which like really hurt me in the long run. Um, I just found myself, I was seeing, I was doing, first of all, I was doing everything, men's hair, women's hair, um, base touch-ups, like you name it, kids' hair. And I was seeing on average about eight to 12 people a day. Right. Working 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., sometimes 10 p.m., sometimes 11 p.m., six days a week. Two minutes. And break. I was so prideful. Yes. Like I was so prideful about it too. Like that's who was I without killing myself, you know? Right. Um, and then I got really sick. I got meningitis and it was 
meningitis is just really weird and random and most people except all the hairstylists most people have the shot but in the state of texas you don't get the shot you don't um, get the shot normally unless you go to college because it's required by the state before you go to college and i didn't yeah i went to community college but i didn't you know and so um i got meningitis and it was super serious and i was in the hospital for about a week and I didn't know really what it was. And so when they released me, I was like, I went back to work the next week. Like they didn't tell me like, this is something you're going to have to recover from. Like no idea. I thought it was like the flu or something like you get it. Yeah. I was really sick, you know? Right. Like in a week you'll be fine. Yeah. That's what you thought. And so I was really sick for a long time. And so for almost a year, I didn't even blow dry hair because it exhausted me. I would have to stop in the middle of like a highlight. I would get very sick, just have to throw up. Um, I still have a little, a couple of little things that I deal with now from it, but not near what it was in the beginning. And so that was a big thing that made me slow down because I just couldn't work more than like six hours a day at first. Right. But you betcha that as soon as I was capable, not long after that, I kind of worked my way back up. But that's kind of when I was like, okay, like I need to reevaluate. I need to look, you know? Right. Um, so I was always very booked. I thought I was making great money because it was more money than I ever made. Right. Right. And not saying that it wasn't good income, but not for the amount of energy and work that I was putting into it. Well, it's not so, always worth your mental health or your time with your family or other things that you want to do when you're hustling. Right. Constantly. For sure. Um, but at the time I wasn't even, my mindset wasn't even there. Like, you know, that I found my worth in working and, um, it probably was around the time that I met you. I was just at a point where like, I was getting clients from Instagram, you know, I was kind of doing that thing. I was super booked all the time. I was booked out 18 weeks, like some, like a stupid, a ridiculous amount. And for a long time, that was, again, like another prideful thing of me, which is terrible because no flexibility, nobody dare cancel appointment or get sick because I couldn't see you or, you know, like it was just crazy. And so like, I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't make plans. Well, let's think about this for a second because a majority of hairstylists go into the business because they want the flexibility. But then we literally grow up in our careers thinking that we have to live that hustle lifestyle and that we have Mm -hmm. to do everyone that sits in our chair. And we have like, it's why? (laughs) Well, I'm hoping the things that we're doing is going to help the next generation because at the time, not that, not that there weren't people talking about this or doing this, but it wasn't definitely as Instagram. There's a, yeah, there's a platform. It's so much more accessible. I mean, I remember going to behind the chair eight, nine years ago and it literally like into like the URL webpage and it almost looked like Reddit. You know what I mean? Like things right. have changed so much. Well, um, I wonder too if you kind of have to hustle a little bit in the beginning, you have to kind of learn, you know, who you want to work on, how you want to work. Like you almost have to try all the things before you know what you love, if that makes sense. Like it almost maybe needs to be a little aspect of it, maybe just not quite as long. Right. 
Cause I mean, I'm pretty, I think I did it for about 14 years before I really was like, mm-hmm. I don't like this. I don't want to do this. You lose your passion. Yeah, I mean, you got to do it all. Right. Absolutely. Right. I mean, you, you got to try it all to know what it is that you like. And I do think, um, yes, I'm not saying that there's no hustle at all. Right. But like I said, like it's a, it's a good balance, right? Like if I, um, have a, I don't have a walk-in salon, but for instance, if me being an established stylist has somebody canceled the end of my day, I'm going to take that probably as an opportunity to go home early because that's like a treat, right? Where if you're trying to build your clientele, you should absolutely hang out at the salon that you're at, see if anybody's going to come in or get your mannequin head out. Like there's always something. You got to put your time in. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's definitely, it's about more being available and being open so that you're there to say yes to opportunities, I would say. Right. I totally agree with that. Um, So you do, you do beautiful color. I mean, you know that. (laughs) How did you figure out what you loved? Like what, because I I feel like you do a very signature type of color, which is starting to change a little bit with, Mm -hmm. you know, recently, but, um, but still, how did you kind of, did you just start learning certain techniques and you're like, like, this is my, this is my shit? Um, I would say, so it all, that, this all kind of started, I always loved color, right? At first when I started doing hair, I thought I wanted to just do color and not cut hair. Um, but then once you really get into color, you realize you need a damn good haircut to show off this color, right? So then I started getting interesting and cutting also. But about the time that I met you, I was just in a rut. It was probably, what was this, four years ago? Was it four years ago? I think three or four, yeah, right? Three or four, yeah. We have to tell that story. Years ago. Continue. <laughs> yeah. So I was just really in a rut. Everybody that people were finding me on Instagram, I was doing, you know, a lot of the stuff that I wanted to do, which is more low maintenance hair color, whether that be, I like to paint, I like to foil. I just don't like to be like, I can't just like rabbit hole myself onto one thing just cause I get bored. Right. Um, but I've always been, I've always watched videos to learn new techniques. And um, in the beginning, if I didn't know what I was doing or if I was worried about it now, when I try something new, it's to a point where I know, like I'm confident of like, you know, it might, it might turn out between this and between that, but it's not going to go completely to the left, you know? Right. right. Um, but in the beginning when it was going to be completely to the left, I would just post on Facebook and be like, Hey, like, especially here in Texas, everybody wants ash blonde hair. Right. It's like a, a thing. Right. It's so annoying. Cause it's high maintenance. Not that I don't like doing ash hair. <laughs> it's not that I don't like doing it. It's like, but why does everybody like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that I don't want to do it. It's just not everyone. And it's starting to change a little bit. Right. But I wanted to work with gold. Dun, dun, dun. So I'm like, <laughs> how, dare how am I going? I know. I'm like, how am I going to figure this out? No one's done this. Like I've never been taught this. And, um, I would just like post on Facebook and be like, Hey, I, you know, want to do these looks. I was so interested in it because at the time, Tracy Cunningham at Mesh Salon, she owns Mesh Salon in, uh, is it LA? It's somewhere in California. I'm not sure. But she's always posted her formulas and I would be so intrigued. Like she would add AA 
which is like an intense coppery auburn color to things and like all the celebrities everybody here asking for ash but yeah every celebrity has gold hair right right it's just refined and it's not that raw brassy and I was so interested like how do I do this and so I would just post on Facebook and you know ask for a hair model and just charge like 40 bucks for color and just be like you know basically this is what I want to do right do it for free after work that's I think in the beginning where some of the hustle part comes in staying late and doing things or coming on your days off to try things out right um and being just like yeah and just being like hey the only catch is like you don't get to tell me what you want right right but I had done enough that people were comfortable with that you know right um so at this time I'm like doing a ton of hair and you're posting models pictures I'm assuming correct oh absolutely I was still doing if you scroll real if you scroll far back I mean all there's I haven't taken anything down just to be humble like this is where I started kind of thing but even then I was just getting a ton of people in for balayage and lived in color. And I was still doing a little bit of everything at the time, based touch-ups all the time. And right before I met you, I was in, I was like, the I was so beat down. I told my husband, I remember I loved taking baths and I was taking a bath and I'm looking on my phone and I'm like, I need something. Everything I do is so mediocre. Everybody that leaves is happy. They're ecstatic. I'm taking their picture. And everything I'm doing is just, I'm like, I know this can be better. Like, I don't feel like anything I'm doing is great. You were losing your passion for it. Yes. I'm like, everything I do is just like, meh. Like, and it's hard to be excited about something that you don't like, even if your client's excited, right? Right. She's like, oh my God, I love it. And I'm like, you know, the best color. I mean, I would never say that, but I'm like, that's the best (laughs) I've ever done, you know, which is awful. So I signed up. Um, I also needed a community. I didn't know any other hairstylist. Everybody in the salon that I worked at is like 65 or older. Right. And their clientele is to match, you know? Right. right. So I just didn't know great hairstylists, but we just weren't doing the same thing. So I didn't know people, you know, that were doing things that I wanted to do. And I really craved that. And so I think all within a couple of months, I signed up um, for Hair Love Retreat. And then I signed up, Lisa Loves Balayage just happened to be coming to Dallas. And it was like a $1,100 ticket or something like that, two days. Yeah, I think and it was 1200 yeah, yeah, and at the time, I was like, oh my gosh, I knew it was going to be worth it. And I was telling my husband, and he's so supportive. And he was like, yeah, you know, you should totally do it. And at the time, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like so much money, even though I know, you know. And now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I would do it. 20 times over any education that's yeah. worth it like that. Right. I'm now like, let's, not, let's talk about this for a second too, though, because like for me, I learned a lot in that boot camp. but I think like meeting people and networking, that was the first time for anyone who's listening. I also went to this class. I'm in Virginia beach. The class was in Dallas. So I flew alone for the same reason that Jordan flew out there looking for community and education. Um, and I met Jordan, who just so happened to be going to hair love retreat, which I also was going to. Um, and I think for me, like still to this day, going to Dallas for that class, I mean, look what, look what we're doing right now. I know, it's crazy, right? Like, we're like recording a podcast. Like, you know, yeah, it's, it's nuts to think of mm-hmm. just sitting at the bar 
you know, just meeting and, and now, you know, looking for our passion and now we found our passion in a completely different way. Right. I mean, it just goes to show you that you just got to start. Like if you don't know, I knew I needed something, right? right? Right. Didn't know exactly what that was, you know, but just starting and doing and going and saying yes. I mean, right. That right there just shows. And sometimes you find something you didn't know that you were looking for. Like you went for new techniques, you left with new techniques and this new network of people. Yes. And I thought I would meet more people from Dallas there, Mm -hmm. which is so funny, which is why I am so drinking the hair love Kool-Aid because I remember sitting there the first day, like before you and I had met and, you know, you're sitting, her classes are in these huge ballrooms because there's so many people, right? And so I'm sitting there and we're, you know, we're waiting for them to start waiting to open the doors. And I'm looking around the room and I'm like, there's so many hairstyles. I'm like, oh, hairstylists, why do we do this? It's the worst. <laughs> Everybody's sitting around dressed to the nines. We all yeah. follow each other on fucking Instagram. And I'm like, no one's saying anything to anybody. And so the next day I was like, no, I'm not doing this. And so I would just walk up and, hey, you're Trish, right? My name's Jordan. You know what I mean? Oh right. yeah, Jordan Pink's here, you know? Right. And so I just really wanted to get out of that hairstylist kind of, and I wouldn't call it cattiness. I don't think it's catty, but I think it's probably We're just intimidating. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Which um, I don't feel like I'm an intimidating person, but like I look at other hairstylists as intimidating and I'm just assuming like others would look at me as intim- intimidating, even yeah. though I don't feel like I'm not as yeah. scary. Yeah. I'm that second date. <laughs> I mean, neither of us are scary. I, would, right. I told my husband, I got home and I was like, you know what? This is so dumb. Like, why do we do this? We're all like all dressed up in our best, like about to go to class and no, everyone's looking at each other. We all follow each other on Instagram. Like this is stupid. Right. And so he was like, well, why don't you talk to people tomorrow? And I was like, I'm going to talk to people tomorrow. Like, absolutely. I'm going to say hi to these people, you know? And I did. And you know, during happy hour, I was literally sitting at the bar, like, asking anybody and everybody, Hey, are you going to hair love retreat? And literally the lady next to me was like, there's a chick at the end of the bar. And I think she said she was going to that. And I'm like, Oh, which one? She's like that one over there. And then, me. Oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was you. Right. It was you. Yeah. Um, it's definitely crazy. Um, networking has like brought both of us so far. I never even knew sure. what that word meant either before any of this you know Mm -hmm. like three years ago if you would have been like oh you want to go to this like like event you can network there I'd be like what (laughs) yeah I don't know what that means I don't want to buy anything from people like (laughs) yeah it's like those what you see on the movies I mean we don't know being hairstylist right but like it's kind of like you know like mixers like people dressed up in ties with cubicles and like working with each other. Like what, you know? Well, I think too, I think, you know, you grow up thinking that your support system is like tangible, not tangible people, but like people that like you grew up with or somebody that you can, you know, walk down the street and hang out with or whatever. And you don't think of like your support system as like branched out all over the place and in different aspects of your life where that's exactly what networking is. It's just finding the people that you, you know, can relate to and that y'all just can like build each other up and it really doesn't matter where you live. <laughs> no, not at all. So, I okay. mean, what are you going to say? Uh, just building on that, just saying that before 
hair love and Lisa and doing all of that, I knew other hairstylists that like worked in South Lake. Like we didn't really talk like at salons I used to work at, but I didn't know, I didn't really know anybody else that was doing what I was doing. And I did, I needed help and I needed support on how, you know, growing what direction am I going in? What am I doing? You know, like, um, which a lot of people that work in commission salons probably have that culture. And I think that's really what I was craving. And before that, and now, I mean, I know, you know, too, like so many people across, you know, all of the United States and, and Canada. Right. And, you know, Canada and, and Barbados. Yeah. <laughs> and it really is just this like special network of people that like you can reach out and talk to that get your back, you know, yep. it's really yep. cool. Exactly. Okay. So you have kick ass branding. I mean, if you haven't already looked at Jordan's Instagram, you can go ahead. I'll put it in the show notes too, but you can like look it up right now. It's jordan.paints.hair, right? There's nothing yes. else. Yes. Um, and her branding is awesome. So how did that begin? Um, so we took at Hair Love Retreat, Elizabeth's branding class, right? And at the time it wasn't so clear to me, you know, like it's kind of evolved, but the biggest or the hardest question that I had time answering was um, how do you want to make people feel right? And so we wrote down, she gave us some time and, you know, you're writing all these bullet points, beautiful, this, that, like, you, you know, you write down all these things, confident, you know, but it was really hard for me to put that into what that meant to me. Right. Like I had my bullet points. Okay. Beautiful, confident, um, empowered, you know, like, but really I'm like, and I didn't understand how that was going to translate into my branding until, you know, like I said, all that matters that you get started. So I got started, started doing all the little tips and tricks and, you know, putting my brand out there. And then I was talking to my mentor, Robert, who, um, taught me how to cut hair. He's a cutting specialist and he had, has his own place. And I still got there to visit him and get my hair cut. And he was like, you remember that time we like cut your hair off? And so my hair had always been long and we chopped it. Right. And he was like, do you remember that day? And I was like, absolutely. I remember that day. Everybody at the salon was like, I was still an assistant and they were cracking up because I was like sweeping hair and I had the broom and I was just like, uh, 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 <laughs> like I just felt like so good. And I was like, dude, I was like, I just felt so bad with that haircut. And I was like, that's how I want. That was it. I was like, that's how like, Ooh, she bad. Like I just, that's how I want people to feel like I want them. Right. That kind of sums up all of those things for me, you know? Right. And so it was really just that. And I was like, that's it. Like, that's how I want. Boom. Like light bulb, whatever, you know, like that's how I want people to, to feel. And then it just kind of progressed and I was able to build on that. And, um, classes of course, you know, help, but once you get going, it just becomes really clear. Right. And so it just becomes a, your brand. I mean, it's you, it's what people think of when they think of you, you know? So um, over time, it's just become like second nature, you know, if you could give somebody that is trying to figure out their branding, one piece of advice, what would it be? Like, like just the one, yes. the, the main tip. Yes. 
to get started, it's going to change and it's okay. Cause I think when, or I know for me, when I got started, you have this idea, okay, I did it. I filled out the sheet. Now I know where my brand is, where I'm going. And it's going to evolve a little bit because it's going to get more clear. Cause in the beginning, it's not so clear. Even if you think it is, things will happen and you, you'll start to be more clear on your mission. And so just know that you should just get started and let it evolve because right. it will. I mean, right. I, it took me a while to get to the point where I am. Well, not a while. I mean, really it only took a year, but I changed so many things with, and this is bigger than fonts and color schemes and things like that, but you just keep doing, keep doing, keep doing. It becomes more clear and then you're very honed in and niche down. Right. And so just to know that in the beginning and not to be hard on yourself. Right. Right. Now, do you find, because I know, you know, there's a lot of things that I've listened to that are like, you know, your brand needs to be what your client likes, not necessarily what you like. But as my brand has evolved, my ideal client is me, essentially, mm -hmm. or yeah. the person that I would hang out with. So the things that I like, my ideal clients essentially usually like as well. So do you have anything you would say to that? Oh, I'm a hundred. Your brand is extremely you. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. people, and I have people that maybe aren't exactly like me that don't listen to the red hot chili peppers every morning and have tattoos. And like, you know, maybe they're country girls, you know, that drove two hours that live in small towns, but we still share the core things if that makes sense, because right. what branding is about really is to speak to um, a certain person or what right. I guess marketing when it comes to branding. Right? right. And that's the cool thing about it is when you really get down to the nitty gritty, it has a lot more to do with. Um, it has a lot more to do with, or what you realize is that that person basically is you. Right. So that kind of really fit in for me as far as, what how i found out what i enjoy doing every day behind the chair as well as the kind of person because a the reason why i love low maintenance hair when people were coming every six weeks for highlights that's like one of my nightmares yeah right <laughs> i'm bleaching over this piece of hair that was just bleached the low light is still in there it's nice and fresh like yeah. how am i going to give you a completely different look that you're asking for you know what i mean so like that was really hard. And I think really the way that I approached it was very hard on the hair. So I right. didn't like doing that when people would come in every, you know, 10 weeks, it was like, everything was faded enough. Everything needed to be touched up. It just made more sense to me also because the people that I was seeing more often, most of the time and not all of the time, most of the time, were the people that would drive me up the fucking wall. <laughs> right, right. So like, if I have somebody like me and I call me and I'm like, Deb, I am so sick. I'm very sorry. I'll normally send a text and I don't get sick often. Hey, I'm so sick. I'm very sorry. But if I'm sick, I'm sick. So I'm like, right. can I please reach out to you later to reschedule? Um, and You would be an understanding person. I would... Yes. And yeah. some people <laughs> are not. That I was, that whose hair I was doing at the time were not. Right. And I would have people like calling me, um, 
you know, like one time it froze over here in Dallas, which is probably like nothing to most people, but like, we don't be driving. Right. Okay. Like we don't be doing that. And I had a lady that was like, I have a Hummer, like I'm coming to you. And I'm like, absolutely not. Right. Wash your own hair. She gets a blowout. Right. I don't do, you know, like. Well, that's the beauty of branding is you can filter in the people that you want to see in your chair and the people that you want to fill your day with essentially. Exactly. So it just all kind of went um, hand in hand for me. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about branding. We've talked about your hair story. Um, You've got some new things going on and I want to know about them. So tell me what you're doing in the education world. So I, um, for about a year now, I've been teaching more on Instagram. um, Because like I said earlier, following Tracy Cunningham, that's how how it kind of started for me. Even just her posting her formulas and me getting curious about it and then looking more into hair color helped me a ton. And I'm going to interrupt for one second, because again, if you're not following Jordan, her like visuals for um, formulas are phenomenal. So again, we need to get on that. Go ahead. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Um, So I started, you know, started going more in that direction with my Instagram where I was not so much talking to clients as I was, you know, trying to talk to other hairstylists. And I've always enjoyed teaching. Um, always, always, always. Uh-huh. And so I had been wanting to do classes. I did my first class last year and it was definitely a learning experience. I've definitely grown since then, but I really want to, I still want to be behind the chair. I don't necessarily, I love teaching and mentoring, but I don't necessarily care to have a salon like that many people being in charge of that many people, like makes me shiver a little bit. You know? <laughs> um, so I always pour into my assistants. I always love teaching them. And I just wanted to kind of take it a step further. So I'm doing group classes. I'm doing shadowing. Um, and I'm also doing one-on-one classes and just kind of diving deeper into the branding and the marketing. And um, I have a foliage class. I have a balayage class, like an actual hand painting balayage class. I'm working on a formulations and like toner class. Like I haven't seen a lot of people do things on toners. And even a lot of the videos that I watch that I have like subscriptions to, they show you everything. And at the end of the video, like they don't talk or show the toner. And I'm like mouth open. Like that's like some of them. That's like, that's the most important part. (laughs) Right. right? Like you gotta build the house and paint it, you know, like show us how to paint it because a lot of the time that's how a lot of these colors are really shining is how you're low lighting, how you're toning, you know? Right. Um, so I'm working on, on that right now. Awesome. And I will link, I know that you have a free thing for formulas, correct? Yes, I do. A download that also in the show notes, which I believe is also on your Instagram, right? Yes. They are like some of my core, um, favorite formulas. And then in the download, I've also got little tips and tricks. Cause not every, you know, I'm a big advocate and not copy and pasting toners, like what works for me and what my canvas is, is going to be different than yours. But in that download, there's different tips and tricks of like, this is for you if your client, da, 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 da. This would not be for you if, you know, so it kind of goes into that, but it kind of just makes me excited because like I use 9RB, which is basically a cool tone pink and shades of Q. 
in so many of my ash blonde formulas and people are like, oh, and I'm like, cool, right? Like, let me tell you what, you should totally try it out. So a lot of the formulas that I chose um, kind of had, kind of have some of those things in there that maybe people wouldn't think to use. Right. Um, I just really want to, to help people be super creative and like get them trying things that they normally wouldn't try. Well, you want to expand people's minds. You just, you, I know that you aren't big on just like, here's this placement, call it a day. You want people to understand why they're doing the placement, why they're doing the formula. Yes. Because right? yeah. I think that I want to teach people, I want to give you this toolbox, right? And so that when a client sits in your chair and you go, okay, she's got this much new growth. She um, wants to come in this often. She wants more of a saturated look, not so much of a ribbon look. Like I want to give you all these tools that so, so you could go, okay, so I know I need horizontal placement. I need this. I need that. And you can pick and choose everything that you need. Right. Just like cutting hair, really, right? You know how and we all learn haircuts? Package. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what true custom color is. And so if you have all of those tools in your toolbox, that's what's going to also help keep you creative. When you're creative and you're doing good work, you're having a great day. And again, if you're having a great day, you want to go to work, you know, right. and right. it all comes back to just being happy behind the chair. Right. Or that's what, that's what I have found has helped me to stay happy behind the chair. Right. And at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want people to do the clients that they want. We want happiness. Uh, we want a little life balance. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, we want all of it, right? Right. But we're we can sure. have all of it. That's the thing. That's, where, totally... that's where people get, get lost and think yes. that in this business, it can't look like that when it, it really can. Yes. If you are listening to this and you are a colorist and you think that whatever you're doing now, you can never get out of, you absolutely can. When I tell you that I see four people a day, because I'm not crazy anymore. When I see <laughs> that I see four people a day and that they're all my dream client and my dream hair colors, I'm not kidding. And I could not say the same two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. You really can do anything that you set your mind to, and it's absolutely possible. Right. Well, on that note, my last question of the day. Mm -hmm. What do you think right now your future is going to look like? Let's say in five years. In five years. In five years, I, little old me has a farm with animals. <laughs> maybe a kid or two. Maybe, probably a kid or two. Um, hopefully I am, I got to stop saying hopefully cause I'm about to manifest the shit out of this right here. Love Come back in five years. Right now. And I'm yeah. you know. So, um, hopefully I will be doing hair, uh, behind the chair two days a week, mm -hmm. have a couple of assistants that I'm mentoring, that I'm feeding clients to help them grow their business. Um, still doing classes, maybe on a larger scale maybe traveling more, maybe doing, maybe having a salon space catered to teaching larger groups so that in my mind, the more people that I can reach, the more people I can help. Right. And that's the most important thing for me. I, I think that I can sustain doing this a long time by a little bit behind the chair, a lot more teaching, um, but really just helping people and seeing people implement these little things, like even just on Instagram, when people reach out and they're like, 
you know, maybe they got rid of a toxic client. Maybe they were able to get more balayage clients in the door if that's really what they wanted. Like that's really what like lights my soul on fire. Right. Awesome. I love it. So, you know, farm, things are going to education. Happen. Yes. Children. Farm education, children. Boom. <laughs> All right, Jordan. Well, thank you so much. Um, if anyone's so listening and enjoyed this podcast or got anything out of it at all, please tag me. Please tag Jordan. Share it. Tell your friends. Leave a review. All that fun stuff. Um, yes. And yeah, any last words? Um, if anybody is listening and you have any color questions, you can always DM me. You can always send me an email. I will answer as soon as I can. But um, I'm an open book and I'm, I'm here to help. Slide Thanks for me. having me. Of course. Slide into my DMs, girl. <laughs> All right. Everyone have a good one. Once again, I cannot thank Jordan enough for being a part of Backroom Beauty Talk, especially in these early stages. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you are enjoying these. Please leave a review. Take a screenshot. Share it on social tag me hair by underscore misty jane you know the deal i appreciate all the love thank you so much